are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face-to-face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Now I've been asked, why Israel, such a small piece of land with a relatively small number of people, attracts so much attention? You know, why they're hated by so many and so on. Now, being a simple guy who has a tendency to simplify matters by consciously just stepping back and look at, looking at the entire landscape of any situation allows me to view matters in a logical manner, setting aside personal feelings and emotions, and simply analyzing the facts as they are, not as someone else sees them or even as I see them. I mean, after all, facts are facts and truths are truths. Not my truth, your truth, or someone else's truth. But the truth. Now with that said, here's my take on the situation with Israel. Simple. This has nothing to do with Israel's occupation of land or any other excuses set forth by those who wish to extinguish them. Israel, Israelites, Jews, are hated by so many simply because they are God's chosen people. His word says so. They always have been, and as such, they've been victimized, persecuted, maimed, and killed for no other reason than the fact that they recognize the existence of the God of the Holy Bible. Now, I would bet all that I own that those who wish for the extermination of Jews are those who do not believe in the God of the Holy Bible. Most of them have their own God, or or gods. And those who hate and wish to exterminate Jews while professing to believe in the God of the Holy Bible are nothing but wolves in sheep's clothing. You see, those who accept love believe in and follow the God of the Holy Bible, have a tendency to follow his word. It's not always easy, but it's something they strive for. And his word is love. So those who believe in violence, hate, and discord choose not to believe and follow God's word. And of course, they don't do so because the excuse for not following his word is that they don't believe he exists. It really is that simple, at least for me. That's my take, simple and to the point. Now, here are my co-hosts, Rick and Tom, to give their take. Gentlemen, it's always good to see you. Uh, Hey, listen, Israel, touchy subject. Um, Tom, we'll start with you. What's your take? So, you know, it's it's very simple, but it's very long. And so I'm going to give a really thumbnail sketch of this long history because – this is the problem. And, and, and Rick and I have talked about this back channels and we talked about what we're watching around the country with these student groups at Harvard and Washington and, and every college in between, uh, American media, you name it. Um, interestingly, a lot of Hollywood has not fallen prey to what Hollywood usually felt prey to in this manner. And they've stood uh, proud and in support of Israel. But I digress for just a second and I'm going to go back to history. And so we can go back to Abraham, you know, 1700 BC. Uh, and so the father of, you talk about God in the introduction, uh, Ralph, and, and you talk about one God, right? And and that really was the formation of one God with, with, with the Israelites, uh, the Canaanites, right? And so you have this history that, that moves forward. And I'm going to go rapidly through this because it's no point to belabor it, but it's important for people to understand because what we don't understand today is why these young people are so ignorant of history, so they fall so easily preyed upon by propagandists. But here's the thing. You have King Saul. 
He was the first king of Israel. You have King David. He was also the king of Israel. He came after him, right? Um, we're talking about 1000 BC, 1020 BC era, right? You move forward um, and they get conquered by the Assyrians, right? And that was in the Northern Kingdom. So the reason this is important is one of the things they always claim is, well, this wasn't their land. This wasn't their land. It was their land in perpetuity. It was their land as far back as history is recorded. Josephus, the first great historian who actually was also Jewish, um, is also the reason we know all or most of what we know outside of the Bible about Jesus Christ. He was a Jewish historian around 70 AD um, when the Romans uh, finally sacked the second temple of of Jerusalem. So the Israelites built two temples over this period of time, and both of them were destroyed. One um, uh, earlier, um, you know, you've got uh, Cyrus the Great, and again, all this is cyclical. Cyrus the Great was a Persian king. Persia is, um, you can replace Persia with the name Iran today because it's the same place. Cyrus the Great um, conquers the, the Babylonia, and, and this became his new home. The Israelite people had been put into slavery over and over and over again in history of, of, of the world. Um, the famous one, everyone understands, everyone knows, Moses led the, the slaves out of Israel and back to the promised land. But he couldn't enter because he, he defiled um, his promise. And so he's not allowed back across the River Jordan. And why does that matter? Because today you hear the chants on the campus of Washington. You hear the, the, the chants from the river to the sea. They want to wipe Israel off the map. By the way, just to jump forward, the State Department under President Obama issued a map that did not include Israel on the map. It called it <laughs> Palestine. So these things are not separate. They're all part of this big puzzle. And I'm going to move real rapidly. So we moved to, to um, Rome, destroying the Second Temple in 70 AD, um, about 40 years after Jesus's death, right? They put him to death. So you then have this, what we call the diaspora. This is where the 12 tribes of Israel, the original 12 tribes, left to seek shelter away from an authoritarian Roman regime. And they went all over the place. Some went down into Ethiopia. Some went into Asia Minor. Some went into um, uh, higher portions of Asia, which was now Russia uh, prior to that Soviet Union. And the reason that matters is because this is where, and some went into Europe. So they, they left in all these different directions. But this is where the story um, speeds up. And I'll fast forward to 1881. And that's when the Tsar of Russia was assassinated. And it was by a group um, that was associated with a Jewish group. It, was, it wasn't a Jewish religious group that was going seeking revenge or doing, but it, they were, some of them were Jews of, of religious background. And so the persecution in Russia began on the, uh, against these these Jews. So a lot of them had to migrate elsewhere to, to, to survive. And that was the first beginnings of this modern Zionist movement. Zionism is not about Jewish religion. It's about Jewish heritage. It's about people realizing that at the same time, you have the nation states growing in Europe. People don't realize this. Most of your audience probably doesn't know this, but we were founded in 1776. And even fewer of our audience will probably know that it was the 1860s and 70s that Germany became a, a nation state and Italy became a nation state. Even though we think of them as these ancient places, they're very modern in the sense of nationhood. Um, and during that time, between about 1880 and, and, to, and, and 1900, we had tons of laws placed on the books all around Europe and Asia um, 
persecuting Jews, making it illegal for them to, to own businesses, to purchase land. You couldn't trade land. You could. So th this anti-Semitism started to grow, and it started to grow even more rapidly. Again, I'm fast forward. I'm, I'm cutting through a lot of stuff, but here's the part that's amazing. As the Zionist uh, Theodor Zertzel, Herzl came up with this concept of a, a Jewish state, a, a place where Jews could, could come, some of the places he thought of were Argentina. Um, it was one. Yes. Um, and, and so it's African interesting. Ghana. Uh, Uganda. Uganda, exactly. And so yeah. when, when you think of this, um, why were they thinking of these other places? Because they understood that they were forced out of the place that was renamed um, by the Romans, Palestine. It wasn't. There was no Palestinian ethnic people, and still today there are no Palestinian ethnic people. These were nomadic tribes who lived in the area. Um, so again, fast forward. Then we start getting to the to the Ottoman Empire, which came in around uh, 1500, roughly, and these the, the Turkish Empire, better known as the Ottoman Empire. The only thing that's left from the vestiges of, of that is Turkey itself, but that was the Ottoman Empire. But it it controlled most of the Middle East parts of North Africa for a period of time. And it was World War I that broke them apart. But this Zionist movement started to grow because of the, the anti-Semitism that was growing around in, in Western and Eastern Europe and Asia, um, North Africa. But what it's, it's interesting is, where, do you know where the Jews had a peaceful coexistence? Was in the Muslim world. In, yeah. in, in, in Liberia, I mean, sorry, in Libya, in, our, in Algeria, um, across North Africa, there were thousands and thousands of, of Jews who lived there peacefully with these governments. There was no hatred between these communities other than the historic hatred, right? But they, but they coexisted without problem. But it was the growth of the Zionist movement into Israel, modern-day Israel, um, and the end of World War II that dissolved the Ottoman Empire, and now it freed up this land. Um, the British mandate Basically, they split up this Ottoman Empire into these Transjordan, which became Jordan, and Lebanon, and these other areas were all created on a on a map with a grease pen. It and and these straight lines that exist were not because they were differentiating this this ethnic group and that ethnic group. They were just drawing it arbitrarily on the map. Again, this is all history to understand what's fueled the fire, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where we are. Rick, do you want to add any pieces into this as we're going along? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, obviously, after after uh, Hitler and Germany, they all fled because they didn't believe at all that Europe had any kind of kindness <laughs> for them left. Uh, like they fled in droves out, out of the out of Europe. Period, and they did. They chose between Argentina. I think it was not Uganda. I thought it was Ghana. No, no, no. It was, African, it was, no, it was, it was Uganda. 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 Okay. Yes. Yep. yep. And and they were looking for spots, and and they ended up going to to now Israel. Um, I think why why Palestine got mad or Palestinians is because. They claim they were there thousands of years prior, hundreds of years prior. But when the Jewish people got there, they said, we need to refine this land. It looks like a, you know, unkempt, all that stuff. So, so that's where the real beef started. Then when, when you, when uh, Britain left, as far as controlling it, that's when it got serious. So, but, uh, yeah. So add pieces of the puzzle. So as World War II ended, the, the charge of the, Again, keep in mind, this is all pieces of history, right? We had the thing called the League of Nations that, that grew out of mm -hmm. the, clo the closure of World War II. And it was kind of the creation of um, 
of Woodrow Wilson. And the idea is now that the Ottoman Empire was dissolved, what do we do afterwards? So they started drawing these lines. Now, the area that was left untouched by these grease pens was an area that they already perceived could be a potential place for these for, for these Jews. It wasn't just Herzl and, and, and these folks. Herzl died in, I think, 1906. Um, but a growing number of Jews started moving to these areas. And this is where the first um, kibbutzes were, were, were created. And, yes, and so yes. these little farming communities, they were, they were collectives, um, little small socialist communist kind of communes, so to speak. And they would grow some um, products. They would live independently. But as from 1919 through 1934, 33, before mm-hmm. Nazis came in, there was a, a strong migration. It was growing. But they weren't just coming from Europe. They were coming from Asia. They were coming from uh, Russia itself um, as, as the revolution took place. Because as the revolution took place there, they wanted them out as well. And then yeah. you across yes. North, North Africa. They started migrating there. And okay, so in 1900, there was probably about 5% of the population, maybe 2% was the population uh, was, was Jewish. So there's basically 70,000 Jews in what is modern day Israel to about, um, about I'm mean, sorry, 700,000 um, Palestinians, if you want to call them that, but they weren't Palestinians. They were ethnic Arab and they were different ethnicities. I mean, remember the Bedouins from the old ancient they were they were nomads. They moved around and, and followed um, the flock. They they followed where the grass grew. There there wasn't these um, official communities that were large and, and big. There was no cities. There was no um, uh, geographic government. There there was no collective government. They didn't govern themselves. They didn't believe in it. It wasn't part of their heritage to do that. Right. Um, so the Jewish settlement. Remember the ship of fools. So let's go into the Nazis for just a second and understand that. As that started to grow, um, the relationship between Nazism and what eventually became these nation states in the Middle East grew as well. Um, because as, as, as Jews recognized they had to leave West, or, you know, Nazi Germany in particular uh, prior right. to 1939, this is where they were going because they weren't accepted anywhere else. Understand that even America, which had from 1881 to about eight, uh, 1900, uh, a lot of Jews were trying to matriculate to the United States. At the height, there was maybe 40,000 in, in any any given period of time. But th- we kept passing laws restricting on how many Jews could even immigrate here. And so it wasn't just Western Europe. It wasn't just- It was just, across the map. It was yeah. everywhere. Every, Anti-Semitism yes. grew. So yes. in terms of understanding what was the mindset of the leaders um, when they created the mandate, the British mandate in Palestine to eventually- um, through the you got the the Picot treaty uh, P- Picot decision right and so Picot is P I C O T this was a mindset they wanted to kind of create the Ross Patrol they wanted to create this duality of that land that these people can coexist together here but that the Israelis could have a nation state because no one else wanted them and then you move to the Balfour Declaration which basically said yeah okay we believe there should be a a, a Jewish state someday. Uh, but the British wanted to wash their hands of the situation. The French wanted to wash their hands. And then the Germans came on the scene, the, the Nazis, right? And it pushes this forward. And, and I'll end it on here as we get to the to the state of Israel. The British, all they wanted is to wash their hands. They did not want any responsibility yes. here. In fact, on the vote at the United Nations for statehood, yes. for the partition. And by the way, 
this vote was not just for state of, of Israel. It was for a Palestinian state too. It was for an Arab state Correct. of these people. But the Arab nations around there rejected that as an offer because they yes. didn't want it. They wanted to yep. keep – their idea was they don't want a Jewish state So because if we accept a, 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 a new Arab state here, then we're going to be accepting an Israeli state here. And they did not want that. So they rejected it on day one. And we all know the history. May uh, Was it May 14th, 1948? They, they got independence. And on the next day, seven nations, Arab nations around them, attacked them. That's yep. That is the that's the history up into the founding of Israel. Yes, yeah. In, in a, in a and it was it was actually funny, Ralph, because there weren't a lot of um, Jewish people at that vote. They thought they were never going to get it passed. Correct. Literally, they thought there was yep. no chance. So that was a funny side story on that. That it's uh, one of the reasons I love Truman. Rick, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, I, I, one of the things I love about Harry Truman is he made some of the toughest decisions in world history of, of, as presidents, you know, he restored the power of the, of the, of the presidency over, over the military with firing MacArthur. Um, he obviously created the Marshall plan to rebuild Europe. Um, he dropped the atomic bomb. These are three of the top decisions. One decision that oh, doesn't yeah. get much yeah. attention is this decision because is it, this. Yeah. it was this, the creation of Israel. He lobbied and, and manipulated the situation behind the scenes. He called for a, a postponement of the vote during Thanksgiving holidays so that um, they, he had time to manipulate the vote. Um, finally convinced France with some help yes, that, that, to that advance the vote. And yes. British, the yep. British um, voted uh, to abstain. Um, but Russia... Yeah. Uh, uh, an interesting side bit was that Russia voted in favor because Russia felt that they wanted to have some influence in that region. Uh, but okay, <laughs> and that's how we get Israel. But here's the vicious part. Yeah. Here's the vicious part. Not only did the British vote no, but knowing that these armies were amassing and the and the hatred of the idea of an Israeli state, they forbid any transportation of arms into. Israel, the, new, the, the soon-to-be independent Israel, because they hoped that they'd be wiped off the map and the problem yeah. would be wiped away forever. This is how sickening this whole reality was. They denied these people the right to defend themselves, and ultimately they did, and they succeeded, and fast forward. But it's one of those – I have a great bitterness in my heart for what the British did, they create problems and then they leave them for other people to sure clean up. To other people, yes, yeah. That was a, that was an amazing story. That against the seven the seven uh, nations like that, they had very fundamental or very minuscule weapons and beat and won that war, which is insane to me to think about when when they limited them so so brashly and you're right because i think they i think there were more than one nation that wanted to exterminate them do you guys i mean we talked movies a lot and I'll, I'll just segue in here for two great movies if you haven't seen them exodus is a wonderful movie on this top it's a great book but a great movie paul newman one of your favorites ralph um but th there's another great movie uh kirk douglas movie on the subject called cast a giant shadow um if you've not seen it i encourage everyone to watch it yeah i'm I will check that out. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, listen, you, you uh, on a side note, you briefly mentioned, um, you know, young people are so ignorant of history. This is why they're not teaching history. They don't, they don't want these kids. Now they learn everything through, through social media. And of course, you know, that's controlled by, by the, by the radicals, the left wing radicals. 
So yep. the, the whole idea behind that, in my humble opinion, is, you know, they've created this ignorant society. Kids mm-hmm. today Absolutely. are ignorant. Actually, yeah. they're at the point of stupidity now because it's a two-edged sword. They're ignorant because they don't learn history. They rely on social media and all, and all. So not, but, but they have access to, to real history mm-hmm. and kids don't listen to that crap. What, the, what they listen to is their crap. So, so now you, you, you they can't, you, you can't, they can't say I'm ignorant. Now no, no, it's, 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 it's a choice and you're a hundred percent right. But yes. here's the problem with this. So give you one piece of history from this, um, the Mufti of, of the area and Mufti was a kind of like a religious elevated religious leader of the, of, of Islam, um, a leftover in that area. And it would, would be Palestine, Israel at the time. He went to Nazi Germany to learn techniques because the, he was, re- he received an important um, telegram talking about the, uh, the, the the collection of Jews into concentration camps, right? And so he goes to Germany and befriends Adolf Eichmann. Um, we all watched the great movie, uh, another great movie about his his capture by by Mossad and, and out of South America and brought back to Israel for trial. And this is this shows you the justice of the Israeli people. They didn't go hunt him down and kill him. They hunted him down and brought him, secreted him back, pirated him back on a, on a flight. In back into Israel, and they put him on trial. Um, they, they gave him a chance to defend himself, right? And, and this is the important piece. Israel is a democracy. There are uh, uh, roughly 2 million Arabs, Muslims, who live in Israel that have constitutional rights in Israel like every other Israeli citizen. Uh, there's a, roughly about 7.5 million Israelis. And understand, of those 7.5 seven, uh, million Jewish Israelis, um, that's about 45% of the world's population, 48%, 45% are here in America. And then there's another four or 5% that are scattered around the world. That's how tenuous the history of the Jewish people is. Um, it's, it's been wiped out over and over and over again, or attempted to be wiped out through history, as you pointed out, Rick, and it's gone on and on and on. This is not, this is cyclical. This is historical. This is going on today. This was not, this was not a 9-11 that we just watched. This was a Pearl Harbor. Um, and, yeah. and the reason it was a Pearl Harbor was it was a strategic attack for the purpose of two things, domination, control, and defeat. And they want, understand what they want to, to defeat. The Hamas is a different religious sect in Islam, a radical sect of Islam, uh, whereas Hezbollah is a uh, Shiite um, uh, sect of, of, of Islam, understand mm-hmm. that they are, it's, it's the Shinshu idea of, of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Iran and Hamas are not naturally um, together, but they have the common enemy and that is Israel in, in their eyes. Hezbollah is um, funded fully and supported fully by Iran, but Iran partially and secretly funds uh, Hamas and and was coordinated in these attacks. Um, and but there's a reason why because Donald Trump was so successful in building mm-hmm. a peaceful coexistence in the Middle East with the with the Abraham Accords. And why does that matter? Abraham is the god of both these religions and of course um, Christianity as well, all three. But ultimately. 
This is why this matters. The purpose that Iran waited for it, and we saw secret documents that have appeared that show that the plan of this, it went back to, to 2021. What's ironic about that? Well, that's when Joe Biden came into office. They weren't doing this <laughs> under Trump because they knew what would happen if this attempted to happen under Trump. Rick? Yeah, uh, he would have taken out every leader like he did once and would have again. Um, And I personally think they were scared of Trump. I believe all nations are scared of Trump. I believe that's why they ran him out of office. That's a whole different story. But the other thing they were pissed about is when he took the the U.S. building and put it in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They got pissed. Yes, pissed, the embassy. Pissed. Absolutely. They they found that to be the most insulting thing ever. They they hated it. Let, let's just remember not and, and it was weird because I had to do my homework, but remember the PLO and how this all started. And then all of a sudden here these guys come. They take over basically in a radical style, take over basically the government. I mean, because everybody was so anti PLO at that time. That's how they got their foothold. And it's funny because I heard somebody say, if you think they're radical, there's 2 million people that believe in them. And I go, yeah, that's scary because these guys are no different in my eyes than Adolf Hitler. And if you want to argue with me and tell me that they are, why? Because of skin color? Because that's Nazism. They want every Jew eradicated, period. The end. So Hamas. And, and by the right. way, yes. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And by the way, if they if they were closer to us, we'd be next on their totem pole because we are the number one for them. We, well, they well, just can't get to us. Well, you know, well, Rick, no, I'm no, glad no, you just, might... Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to say, careful what you say there, Rick, because I believe... <laughs> uh, listen, yeah, I believe there are some here. Well, now. think about yeah. this. We just, we've just imported uh, 7 to 10 million illegals. Uh, we know that 240 of them just this last year, were on the terrorist watch mm-hmm. list. And the only reason I was with Governor or uh, former Governor, uh, now Senator Scott, uh, on Friday night, we were talking about this. And this is what he said. And it's 240 that are on the known terrorist watch list. But understand, that's only through the cooperation of foreign nations who will catalog terrorists and share those lists with us. That has nothing right. to that, that that does not catalog people who are terrorists who we don't know about who have crossed our border that are countless. Understand what we just watched in Gaza. The the the, the we saw them using gliders. Militarily, uh-huh. our 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 military colleges are his, histor, historically famous for always fighting the last war, right? Preparing for the last war. Unfortunately, this is what caught Israel off guard. Mossad is known to be the greatest terrorist defensive organization, spy network, military spy agency in the world. They have, they, and they have to be because they have to be perfect or what happened on October 7th happens. By the way, let's not forget what October 7th is. It's Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, yes. this was the anniversary of the, of, uh, of, the of, first of, one, yeah. of the first efforts a to very big one the yom yeah. kippur war in 1973 and understand again the enemies of israel do not just want to defeat them militarily they want as rick pointed out to destroy them and wipe them off the map and this is what golda Meir mm-hmm. said if that we'll never have peace in the middle east until uh, muslim and arabic mothers love their children more than they hate israel 
Yes. Now, here's the here's the other scary part, Ralph, since we're talking about the immigration and, and should we be concerned. I don't know if you caught AOC's little interview, but she basically put out there that since Egypt doesn't want them and nobody wants them, we should be that arm of of the world again and bring over the refugees. She wants Palestinians here badly. Well, well, now, you me, tell me, you tell me what happens when that happens. Wait, but what's She's ironic like, about that is Jordan, Egypt, Lebanon, uh, Syria have all already said they don't want them there. Why? Because exactly. they don't want they don't want radicalized Muslims in their communities because they know what radicalized Muslims do. Now, not all Muslims yes. are radicalized. In fact, most nope. I mean, there's a billion Muslims in the world. Most of them are good people. It's Correct. these radicalized minorities that give Islam a bad name. I'm not here to support or defend Israel. Islam. I'm just right. these are just facts. Um, Hamas and Hezbollah are the are the tips of the spear of radical Islam. You have many other elements of this, and that's one of the reasons Egypt rejects them. Right? They don't. There's the yep. Muslim Brotherhood. There's other elements of these groups that are that are different, and they want different goals. Some want radicalized well, Islam everywhere. And Egypt's already had to deal with this once. Correct. Remember what they did to their tunnels. You That's know, right. we should take notes or Israel should take notes on how to get them out of those tunnels. But but the I heard a good piece. We don't know if the hostages are down there. So how can you do that? Well, and that's you know why, what I mean? That's why they that's why and think about how how humane Israel is for on, on their response. You know, Proportional response. You got twenty four, forty eight hours. Here's our targets. Move. Yes, and so they're they're telling civilians to leave. And look how quick it was for the for the uh, propagandists to claim that the yeah. that the that the um, Baptist hospital was it was a hit on on Gaza by Israel. By yeah, Israel. yeah. And they, so they, they love trying for, that stuff. Let me ask you guys a question. So, how many true democratic countries are there in the world? True Democrat. Would you say that the United States, of course, is number one? Absolutely. Right. Yes. Israel? Yes. Yes. All right. Who else? You've got well, most of the Western democracies in Europe, right? I mean, okay, so you've got. The, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much all of Europe is is a yeah. form of, of a democracy. UK. Right? Yeah. Germany's supposed to be. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, so here's all, the way that I form. here's the way that I look at this, and because the question has not been answered yet in this entire discussion. Why? Do they hate Israel so much? Why? We have an answer. We haven't addressed that question. We don't know. Now, he, here's my point on this thing. Uh, they, These people, these radicals, they hate democracy so much that little by, they, they know that they have to eradicate those countries that are democratic states, democracies. All right, so... They can't attack the United States. They know that. They cannot defeat the United States. Is that a correct assumption, you guys? What do you think? Yes, no, they, can't, they cannot. For sure. So let me ask, answer your question because I, I, I thought I was doing that by giving the history because it's important to understand the history. Because we had um, 2,000 years, you know, basically since 70 AD, since the diaspora, um, we had Arabs living with Jews. And then when um, in the 600s when, uh, you know, Muhammad came along. Um, we had since then Muslims living peacefully with Jews around the Middle East. So the answer to the question is: it's not a it's not truly a religious issue. Well, that feeds the fury. 
what it really boils down to is the Zionist movement, the, the people of the region felt, and, and listen, listen, this is a genuine feeling. I understand this, but what they don't understand is the complex history. And the reality is the Jewish people had nowhere else to go. I mean, the Ship of Fools, mm-hmm. we, 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 I mean, if you've never seen the, the movie Ship of Fools, it's a great movie too, but the history is more important. And this is what it is. And this is why when you listen to these college students, you understand what they're being fed. They all keep talking mm-hmm. about decolonization. And the decolonization is the key here. Because what going back to Arafat, you mentioned Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat was a byproduct of that reality as well. And coming out of that partition, you had two groups. You had the hate Israel because it's a, it's a, they perceive it as a colonization of – they felt it was Europe – colonizing uh, the Middle East. Yes. And because they felt of, like Gaza Strip was a punishment. It right. was like a prison. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's funny is, and this is the part that never gets discussed in history from 1945 till the, till we, when we freed these concentration camps all across Germany. And by the way, there weren't seven concentration camps. There were over a thousand concentration camps yeah. of various sizes. Yeah. These are pieces of history people don't even know. They were all scattered yeah. all out occupied areas um, of, of the Nazi regime. But there was major concentration camps like uh, Birkenbaugh right. and, 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 and Auschwitz and, and those. So when they were, when they were uh, freed, the people were not just free to leave. We and the Russians kept many of the Jews in these concentration camps. The difference is we just fed them and didn't exterminate them. This is a part of history that people really don't even understand is that for three years, these folks, they didn't know where to send them. So they had no place to go. They didn't want to go back to the places that turned them over. Obviously the governments of Western and Eastern Europe that turned them over. They didn't want to go back to the Ukraine. They didn't want to go back to Belgium. They didn't want to go back to these communities that sold them to the devil, to Adolf Hitler, right? And Eichmann. So mm-hmm. they, they were forced to stay in these concentration camps until they had a state to go to. And so when all these European uh, Jews that were left, which there wasn't a lot, um, and then the ones that come from, uh, from other areas of the globe start repopulating and going to Israel, the Arabs of the Middle East felt that it was a colonization. And that anti-colonization fervor is not unique to the Arabs. So on one level, we understand this motivation. Vietnam War was all about anti-colonization, right? The, the Vietnamese have been right. controlled for 2,000 years by the Japanese, the Chinese, and Cambodians, you name it, um, Pol Pot. You, you name the, the, these elements of people who had invaded uh, Vietnam, and they just they didn't care who you were. They just don't want you to – the French, get the hell out, French. And then the Americans come mm-hmm. in, get the hell out, Americans. Colonization is rejected by people all the time and everywhere. So that motivation is understandable. The problem is the manifestation of it is, is not rational. And where Arafat, believe it or not, Arafat signed a, a declaration accepting Israeli statehood in 2005, 2006. Right. And so people have to yep. understand, he changed his mindset from the standpoint of, I, I want my people to have a state and a future because he's, he then – he was still a bad apple. Don't get me wrong. Still a bad apple. Right. But the recognition of Israel is issue number one. If you don't recognize the right of Israel to exist, then there will there is never a reconciliation of this problem. We have to first get over that hump, and that's the crucial piece. So the answer to your question is 
what we've trained people to be is anti-colonialists. Uh, yes. And that's yes. what the young Americans are. They're, anti they're told that this is colonialization, that the Israelites have no right to that place. Yet the yes. same students, by the way, and I'll segue this and I'll stop. Those same students are being taught every day that we as Americans are, are, are disingenuine, right? I mean, that we do not have a right to live here in America because we colonized this from the Indians. So on, on one level, what they're saying is this is, this is the way they're being trained is that right. you don't have a right, but then they forget one thing about the Israelis. And that's why I gave the ancient history of Israel. They were there first. They had right. two kingdoms, they had many kings, and they had many returns to that area before the diaspora. Mm -hmm. That's that's too hard. That's that's fat. That's facts over feelings, and we don't do that in the U.S. So yeah, that's kind of tough. But I, but I'll tell you, see see guys, you, you guys are much too cerebral for me. I, I, I man has a way of complicating things to a, to a point that is just. Mm -hmm. Look at the size of Israel. How big is Israel? Size of New Jersey. Tiny. Size of and New every Jersey. time they and every time they win any wars, they give up more land. That's, That's right. what's crazy. Yeah, too. Yeah, they, they keep. They, well, they, yeah, they had they had the strip. They gave up, you know. The, yep. they, so, but here's my question: Why the Jews? Why Israel? <laughs> I it, to me, I look at. I, I try to separate myself from this, and I look at the Lord, and I say, "Look at this pea-sized country, exactly, in the yeah. middle of hostility." Why mm -hmm. them? That question, we could go back in history. and That question is, in my mind, boils down to what I said at the beginning. I just can't see any other reason. So, so let's, say, let's say these people take over Israel. Let's say mm -hmm. they defeat the Israelites and they take over that country. So what? So what? what, what yeah, what, they gain I, nothing out of it. What yeah. do they gain? A piece of they, land? No, they gain something big. They've annihilated half of half of Jewry in the world. Oh, but yeah. but see what I'm saying? In in other words, in the in the large scale of things, yes, I, I see where you're going. It's yes. almost like. So my question is, why specifically the Jews? Why not the Cubans? Right. Well, again, what? go back. Okay, listen. It, it, again, history is 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 the answer here. History is the answer. Abraham, he is the father of the three major religions, and the reason Islam hates Judaism is because they occupy the same area. Why did Why did they build the Temple Mount? Uh, I mean, the, the dome on the Temple Mount um, in in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the holy city of. Jews. Two temples were there. Why? Because they wanted Correct. to co-op the Jewish religion. They wanted to co-op the religion and disenfranchise it, so to speak, from its roots. That's been the goal of, of Islam from its very beginnings. Think about this. Understand that Muhammad was a warrior. He went to war. Muhammad was a slave owner. He, he, he owned slaves. The history of the Israeli, Israeli people, Jewry, in the in world of history, you've got the Assyrians who 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 controlled them in the land, the Babylonians who controlled them and enslaved them, the Persians who controlled and enslaved them, the Greeks who controlled and enslaved them, the Romans who controlled and enslaved them, the Byzantine <laughs> Empire that controlled and enslaved them. The point is, through history, it's repeated itself over and over and over again. The goal yeah. is to annihilate. Their goal is to annihilate jewelry jewelry in the world. But why? Yeah. Why the Jews? This is my question. Why the Jews? How, how many Jews are there in the world? Do you know? I don't know. 15 million, roughly. 15.2 15 15. Okay. 15. Right. million about. 
right? That's think that's about how many lot. Chinese are there. How many, that's how many, a, it's no, a tiny percentage of any religion. It's about, so it's, honest, it's, about the yeah. it's about the population of Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. So here's or, my, or, because or, I'm not Shanghai. trying to be a hard ass about this. I'm not trying to be a hard ass. I'm just, right. I, I try to simplify things. 15 million people worldwide. That's nothing, nothing. Why mm-hmm. them? There has, and it, look, th- this crap about taking over land. It, it, it has nothing to do with land. To me. In my opinion. To none. me. It, because man, man, uh, uh, we as, as people, we gauge everything by the physicality of things, possessions, land, money, uh, uh, objects. This is the way that we categorize things. Now, I'm not trying to be a hard ass about this. I, I'm just such a really, I, I remember when I did trial work, the one thing that I concentrated on every time in front of a jury is why. My guy is accused of this. He did this. Why did he do that? What was he thinking? What was his ultimate? Per- what drove him to do that? Because if I could get into the psyche of of the jurors, maybe you know one of them would say, you know, I mean, yeah, I would have done the same thing. You know, I'm, you know, yeah. it's it. Why the Jews? Fifteen million people. Are you kidding me? Go to China. You know, go to it. This is, and, 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 and let me tell you something, guys, Tom, I could hear you talk all day. You are an encyclopedia of all of that. I, I listen to you and I say, my God, this is like, this is like a free college course. <laughs> you go and I listen and I'm, no, I'm serious. I'm learning so much, but it always comes back to haunt me. My family always says, how come you're always asking why, why I, I want to know what people's motives are. So my question yeah. is very simple. Of all the people that exist in the world, Rick, um, why the Jews? No idea. I'd, well, no, I'd love to ask it's, it, it's, Hitler it's, the same thing. It's 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 so power needs something to push against, right? And so you have a yin and yang. You have God and you have Satan, right? So mm-hmm. you have good and bad. You have opposites. So power has to have one side or the other to strengthen it, to edify it, to to give it give it reason and support cause, right? So what you have through history is the easy, the easy scapegoat has always been jewelry. It's always been the easy scapegoat. So Hitler used the Jews. He didn't have a particular hatred of Jews as people just because they're Jewish, but he learned to hate the Jews because he learned how to blame them for his inadequacies. So the artists that were succeeding where he could not were often Jewish. The people who mm-hmm. were the people in Vienna uh, who were choosing who was going to go on to to the higher art schools were often the the intellectual Jews, the science. I mean, so you have he personifies the evil with by the, the his lack of success as an artist was because Jews kept him from being a good artist. So this is what manifests hate. And it does it right. all over the place. So then he he starts to blame, just like the Reichstag. He 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 needed a villain, so he creates the Reichstag fire, blames it on the communists because the communists were a growing growing movement in Germany. So he's able to pit himself and his movement against the communists. It's the same thing about the Jews. Blame the Jews yeah. for the failures of of the settlement of World War Two, right? And so of yeah. World War One at, at the Treaty of Versailles, he blames the Jews for the failings and and the misgivings. But this is how it always happens. The people of the Middle East, the failures of their success 
um, in, in, in creating their own success within. By the way, understand, when the Jews repopulated the area, what did they cut? Like I said, they came with these kibbutzes where they were creating these self-sustained communities and they were growing and commerce was coming in. So if, if you were a textile per, work um, person from from um, Bonn, Germany, and you come to to Israel, um, you become a, a textile. If you're a financier in Paris, you became a financier in, in Tel Aviv. And so these skill sets that were being brought to the Middle East were things that were not there previously. People weren't doing these things because they were they lived a more ancient lifestyle. So there was an envy that's going on. And so that envy that was perpetuated and it was multiplied because it went, remember, the scale of population went like this. And so as that yeah. scale of population changes, these people now are saying, why are these people so successful? Why are they so wealthy? Why do they have such good lifestyles compared to us? It's they blame them and now they personify the hate against them. The why is religion and the why is colonialization. Those are the two whys. And so whatever your push button is, let's say you're an Arab youth in in um, in Haifa, or let's say you're a an Arab youth at Harvard, or you're a, or a a Christian, a fallen away Christian youth at University of Pennsylvania, or a uh, atheist at the University of Washington, they're they're going to give you treat you differently. They're, meaning they're going to teach you it differently. So it's no longer religion because religion is not going to affect you because you're an atheist or because you're a fallen away Christian. So what they go for right. is anti colonization, right? So they yeah. feed they feed the fear you have within you for you to grow that hate against the enemy they want you to target. Now, now leading right into that, I love that he took me into the college stuff because the funniest thing I've seen lately is, did you see the LGBTQ movement is pro-Palestine on this stuff? And I go, I love when you guys start doing that because I'm like, those guys would slit your throat in a heartbeat <laughs> if you went over there for two minutes. Yep. You are everything they cannot stand. And yet you defend them. This this has happened before. This is not new. I'm just like, do they even know what they're defending? I mean, seriously, Israel, out of everybody in this war, is, if you want to call it, humanely fighting wars. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly them defending themselves, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, when you start using women, children, schools, hospitals as human shields, basically, for your soldiers... You're a piece of trash. You are just absolute That's trash. Right. That's right. Um, and, and for what they're doing right now, they're trying to get those pictures. They don't want those guys to leave the Gaza Strip because when when they give the warnings and they go in on foot, they want to use them as shields because they want to portray their bodies to everybody and show these college kids how bad Israelites really are. That's right? right. That's their that's their propaganda. That's their motive. Mm -hmm. I remember a, another guy in Iraq doing that. You that's know, right, that's Saddam right. Hussein used to use human shields all the time, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's women and children. It's pathetic, to be honest. They want to call themselves warriors. They're not. They're not at all. That's not a warrior at all. So, well, see, okay, again, Ralph, go ahead, Tom. No, I, I, I was just, I was just going to relate it to Neville Chamberlain. How we got into World War II. We're at a, we're at a very scary moment in time because we do not know where Iran stands on its nuclear program. Do they have one bomb? Do they have seven bombs? And here's the scary part. The fact that they've they've pushed the envelope and said, um, you know, we, we, we're 
they drew the line and say, do not cross that line. Um, they've mm-hmm. manipulated the situation and they haven't done it just for one purpose. So what I fear, and this is what I, I truly fear, Never, Neville Chamberlain did not understand the hate of Hitler and his power mongering wants. So he saw, he thought we have peace in our time because he could make a deal with the tyrant. Joe Biden and, and Obama were trying to make deals with Iran over and over and over mm-hmm. again because they think they're so smart. They're so smug in their, their – they think, oh, I'm, I'm so smart. I can, I'm so smart <laughs> that I can make the deal that you can't make. Well, I don't want right. to. I don't want to make the deal a deal with the devil because, as Dick Army always said in Army axioms, if you make a deal with the devil, you're always the junior partner. And Joe Biden is the junior partner in this deal, manipulated now by Iran. Hezbollah is now has killed multiple Israeli soldiers, IDF soldiers, in um, the Golan Heights, um, and Gaza was obviously used as a staging ground to to kill innocent, to rape women, to target yes. children, young adults at a peace concert. They knew exactly mm-hmm. what they were doing. This was not this was not happenstance right. targeting. It was purposed and they had maps. They had maps and they knew where the schools were, they knew where the kindergartens were. They they targeted these populations because they wanted as many hostages as possible. And listen, I think all the three of us, I'm not sure how old you are, Rick, but I will tell you, as a youth, 1972 Munich is one of my first burned in my conscious memories watching the helicopters come in on the on the on the compound to to free the the hostages uh, who were who were captured and held. Um, listen, yeah. this is this is repeated over and over again. And the problem is right. you said it, Ralph, kids are not taught history. Rick, you're exactly right. The colleges are the incubation place of this propaganda. Yep. I, I mean, I don't understand how a college kid can actually defend that. You know, those are your peers at a music festival. Rick, Rick, I, I can guarantee you that you interview <coughs> intimately, privately, all of these kids one by one. And the majority of them will tell you they don't believe in God. Oh, yeah, true. At least the God of the Holy Bible. That's true. Would you agree, Tom, or no? <laughs> yep, yep, totally. Okay. They don't so so what is it? See, that t- see, Tom, you mentioned one word that just triggered something, which is great. You mentioned the word envy, that these people envy the Jews. I'm saying, well, why do they envy the Jews? Why the Jews? You see? And t- to me, it's almost, and I believe it's because... God's word says, these are my chosen people. These are my people. Moses had a message of what? Freedom. Free my people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremiah, his message, one one of justice. (coughs) Isaiah, he talked about hope. Now you take those three things, hope, freedom, and justice. They are not in the vocabulary of these people, these nuts, these radicals. They're not. Brilliant, they, brilliant. Everything, everything they believe goes against the word of God of the Holy Bible. This is why I try to narrow it down to that. None of these people, they, they have their own gods, whether it's money, whether it's Allah, whether, whatever the hell it is. It's not the God of the Holy Bible. And, and this what is what God, Ralph, you're Ralph, you say it. This is exactly what do they envy? They envy what they do not have. They do exactly. not have hope. They do not have a God. And this is, they have empty lives. That's they don't why, have freedom. That's why. They don't every, believe in justice. They don't. They don't. No. And, and the they reason don't. they don't. No, they don't. And here's why they don't. 
because it doesn't value, it has no value for them because listen what they're preached on every day. You see these kids, what, what are they told? What matters for you is self-esteem. That's the only thing that matters. Be happy today. Be happy today. And what's that create? That creates a super ego. Id, myself, me, myself, and I am God. I need to be happy. But that's, that is the antithesis of what God's love is about. God's love is a sacrificial love. God's love is a pouring out for others. It's charity, right? It's doing for others. There are no great there are no great things outside of him, right? Outside of God. And the reality is that emptiness, that's why you don't, you see atheists who are hyper, hyper, hyper. They want to argue with you all the time. Why? Because they do have a faith. Their faith is in nothing. Their faith is in themselves. Yeah. They hate you that you have something that you can believe in and have hope in. But but Ralph, those three words also reminded me of another guy, William Wallace. Okay, <laughs> justice, freedom, and hope. There you man. go. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't put that together. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely right. So ask yourself, why, why the angels that were banished from heaven? Why were they banished? Why because were they, they banished they, from heaven? Because they wanted to be greater than God. Greed. Because yes. of their ego. It all comes down yes. to ego. Yes. ego. They they didn't think. They, 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 they just couldn't stand the fact that somebody had control over them. It's all, and this is the way we are as, as people. This is why, <coughs> this is why God, this is why we're in the condition we're in now because Correct. It, it, Christianity is at an all time low in this country. Uh, absolutely. Yes. People are not attending churches. They used to, they've do gotten what, away from God. Do, do what feels good. That's, but that, but that's what communism, the, 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 the governmental form of, of atheism is. Yes. is communism and that's what they want they want you not to believe in something higher than you so you can believe in government right they want to replace god with government because that's sure. the power mm -hmm. they seek well because it's their Couple power they don't have to answer to anybody correct that's true yeah now i invite you to read i invite you to read uh mark 4 verses 19 and 20 powerful stuff where he says it's a noisy world. Listen to me. It's a noisy world. The noises of this world block out my word. You're so worried about wealth and material things. You're worried about all those things, the noises of the world. And those noises do not allow you to listen to me. And what, and he says it right there. Jesus said it in his word. He said, all those things that occupy your life right now, you will not take with you when you leave. Very simple. And this world, this is why this world, I believe that God has taken, this is, see, I, I, you know, I don't want to preach. I believe mm -hmm. God has taken his hand of protection away from this country and has said, you know what? I'm going to leave you guys on your own, right? Just mm -hmm. for a while. Because to him, our lifetime is a split second. You see, mm -hmm. I'm going to take my hand of protection away from you. And I'm going to let you deal with yourselves, with your ego, with, with that infallibility that you believe you have, that, that you, you believe you know it all and you can do it all. I'm gonna, and this is what's happening. That's why there's chaos in the world. So, Ralph, with, with, like you're, a, you're, okay, Rick. No, no, no. I was going to say almost like the final exam. Do we pass or do we fail? I love that, Rick. Life, love that. life is an exam. And that's what, yep. that's what as a Catholic, um, we, we go to confession and we do it what's called an examination of conscience. And that's what we do all the time, passing off to God, saying, hey, these are my sins against you. These are my sins. And keep in mind, understand that 
this is where Theodore Herzl and these the early Zionists, when they were trying to figure out where to go, this is the beauty of the Judaism in this respect, is when they were he wanted to go to the, the land of what they called Palestine, that the Romans named Palestine just because of a name, not because of a people. There's no ethnicity of Palestinian. But right. but here's here's why they chose they were thinking some of the leaders of, of the Zionist movement I think it was the third to seven um, Zionist conference um, from nineteen basically nineteen hundred to about nineteen oh six those pe- that period right through there they were trying to figure out where they would want to locate and Uganda and um, and uh, Argentina came up as as possibilities and the reason they came up as possibilities is their their theologians were saying we cannot go back to the, the motherland to our homeland until God tells us to go back because he has sent his messengers before to bring us out of bondage and slavery and, and, and these times. And they didn't feel like they had a savior of a prophet um, at the moment who was leading them out of this, this, they didn't feel that they had been gone. They've gone through enough punishment for their, um, uh, lack of loyalty to God. And so understanding how faithful these people were to understand that self-consciousness and self-awareness of saying, I don't think we have our prophet yet. Think about this. They've, they've gone through all these uh, time and time and time and time again. They understand their history so well that they didn't feel they were ready to go back to the promised that's land. Right. That's, that's amazing right. to me. That um, is. And, oh, my goodness, these college kids. Tell you, Ralph, uh, finally it looks like people are, and and what I mean by people, I'm talking about the donors and the wealthy people yes. are starting to get the message. <laughs> yep. Loud and clear, the Harvard said, do not hire these kids when they graduate. Mm-hmm. Now you see the country we live in because they started a GoFundMe page because of the mental stress for them, by the way, if you didn't notice that. That's yeah. great. Um, that's really rich. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I kind of just digress, but I, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know what we're going to do with society today with this. I don't, I, I just don't know how you can defend the actions of what's going on. Beheading of children, <coughs> you know, the, the killing of, of women, it's an extermination. It's an extermination. And this- that is such a brutal word. And it's exactly what they're using. And we have three congresswomen that are smiling from ear to ear in that office that try to hide behind it and act like they're that. But you see, they quickly call a ceasefire because they want no repercussions back on them. It's only a one way thing. Did you, you know, did you see that Ithaca um, uh, Cornell professor who was who said he was um, gleeful, not gleeful, but the term, yes, it was it, yeah. it was he was excited. And, and this yes. is. This is what Satan does, right? Yep. Um, and and yep. so he infiltrates, he disguises himself. It, it's funny. My son and I, you know, we all three of us love movies. And so my son and I watched, mm-hmm. he had never seen The Exorcist. So we watched The Exorcist the other night. And he's like, he goes, wow. I said, this is what happens in a, in a, in a minor way to the mind of people who look away from God. They, they become yep. possessed with themselves, with with that envy, right, Ralph? That envy, that that greediness, Rick, that you refer to. Um, yep. This is when you place yourself before others. That is Satan 
working within you. And when you mm-hmm. when, when you have that that love of God, the love of Christ. I mean, and, and it, listen, you don't have to be a Christian to have this love. What you right, have to exactly. get, it, it's it's but it's a sacrificial love. It's a love yep. that's willing to 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 be secondary, right? For someone else's sake. But that's the opposite of what these people are doing. That's those students, mm-hmm. those professors, they like the carnage, they relish in the carnage, the rapes, the beheadings. It, it's it's I mean, it's disturbing. The yeah. unbelief. It, is your son ever going to uh, look at pea soup the same again after Reagan? <laughs> <or what? laughs> no, here's the funny. My son is named Reagan too. Oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so it was. Uh, that, I, got, I got to ask you, Tom, uh, and going back to this story, did you see the senator's son from uh, not, maybe not senator, senator congressman's son from Florida that was trapped in Israel yes. and the state department did nothing. Did you hear this story? Yeah. Ralph? Yeah, I did not. Okay. So let me, let me set this up a little bit. So he's stuck over there. All right. For school, or I think it was for school. He's, he's an exchange or whatever he was doing over okay. there. So of course the Congressman is panicked, you know, his son's trapped in Israel. State department does nothing. Has him fill out these forms calls him back two days later after that, the other congressman in Florida got his own extraction team, went over there and grabbed him and brought him back. Yep. Uh, 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 these congressmen, the, this, oh, there's a, a congressman no, no, in no. Florida. That's a retired, uh, I, I, I don't Green know Beret. if he was yeah, special I, teams, yes, Green yes, Beret. Yeah, yeah. He does it by himself. He grabs his own unit and goes. And he's so, fantastic. So this, goes and gets him. So this boy was the, the son of a Republican, I would imagine. Right? Yes, yes, correct. Yes. So, wow. Yes. wow. Now, How did I know oh, that? even better, Ralph, you'll love this. So two days later, old boy's sitting on his couch. He gets called from the state department talking about they can get him a flight. And get them extracted, but they have to pay for it. No oh, kidding. No, 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 no. Not so. Not just. By the way, th- let me ask yes. this piece of this puzzle. Not only was it the congressman's son, but this is for all U.S. nationals in 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 Israel that the United States State Department Biden administration said they had them fill out forms and pr- sign a promissory note that they would pay. But here's the here's the best part. They were not just extracting them from Israel and bringing them back to the United States. They were just bringing them to Greece, and then they have to fund their own way in Greece. But then it gets even better. Governor DeSantis used some emergency funds and the emergency um, teams and then some of these relationships he has with certain vendors to send some planes over. He got his first group back of planes with 270 Americans on it, 89 children, four pets, four dogs, and a, a second one was on its way over. And the point is... And then you've got some members of Congress saying that that's wrong. Are Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a, a Jewish congresswoman from Florida, was, yes. saying, was yes. saying this is wrong. He should not be using the people's money this way. Yet, here's the oh irony. We have Joe Biden, oh who's not willing to fly oh. back American citizens from Israel, but is willing to fly illegals from the Texas border all Absolutely, around the United yes. States, give them cell yep. phones, give them money, phones, yep. and give them free hotel yep. rooms. But he's not willing to bring back Americans without them signing a promissory note. This is insane. Awesome. It's insane. That's now let me now let it, me ask it, you. Go ahead, Rick. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. All you. All no, you. I, was, I was just going to ask these people that make these decisions. You know, like Biden says he's Catholic. Really? <laughs> no, he's not. And I'm the no. Flash. You know what I'm right. saying? No, he's not. I mean, yeah. they, they, they profess themselves to be one thing, and then they 
because it's not you know how it is rick time you got you got kids it's not what you say mm-hmm. it's what you do <laughs> right you see that's how you raise kids to, to me it's almost see i look at this whole thing in in this fashion i look at what is their ultimate goal these radicals you look at your child take your children rick your your boy is a, is a stud in baseball i mean mm-hmm. he's an what is what is his goal in life what is your goal for him in life is for him to be someday, I would imagine, a professional baseball player. If he, if he can. Or, to or, get an amazing degree and, and yes. Okay. Whatever your goal. Your goal. Yes. Now, you, yes. you, Rick, are doing everything in your power to make that happen. You're Correct. giving him every tool possible. You see, yes. uh, uh, Tom, your boy wants to be a movie director. Yep. You are doing everything you can humanly possible do, do to make that happen. These people, these radicals, here's the question you always ask. What is their goal? Right. What is their ultimate goal? You see, I, I one day, I, I wanted to be a lawyer because my father wanted me to, you know, I, at 35 years old with five kids, I went to law school. My wife was working three jobs, but I said, I'm going to be a lawyer. My wife decided I was going to be a lawyer. And, and I did, I went through hell and back for three and a half years. till I took that bar. I did stuff that we didn't have a pay. What I'm trying to say is this, you identify the goal and if the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. So, so what is the goal of these extremists, these radicals to destroy America, to make power, a, power, to destroy us from the power. inside out. This is one of the things they hate. And this is, so the three of us, you've got an American flag behind you, Ralph. And I, I love it waving because I remember through reading of my history, all the great things that America has done in its 250 years of existence, right? 49 years of existence. But here's the difference. When we call American exceptionalism, every time you want you want to, to get the rise out of, out of a progressive fascist, you, yeah. you say American exceptionalism. And they hate it. Yeah. They hate it because they hate America. They've been taught and trained to hate America. Why? Because – the powers that be, to your to your question, the powers that be want power over you. So right now you have the World Economic Forum. You've got these people who want a one world government, right? Mm-hmm. And because they're the alphas, the gates of the world, the Rothschild mentality of the world, right? They they want power, and so anything they can do to gain more power is what they will do. On the same vein, you've got the other side. And this is fueling some of this stuff. You have Chairman Xi in China. You've got Putin in, in, in Russia. You've got Khomeini in, in Iran. You have a axis of evil that's out there, right? And this axis of evil <clears throat> is now in Ukraine. It's now um, going from Gaza and Syria, um, the Golan Heights, in, in, against Israel. And then you have China. It's ready to, ready. You can bet dollars to donuts within 12 months, Taiwan will be invaded. And it's all about power, control, and manipulation. And the reality is we stand – this is not an accident. That flag that's waving behind you, our our Declaration of Independence has some reference to this. Our Constitution has reference to this. And this is what it is. With divine providence – this nation was created. It was not an accident of history. It was a purpose of history. We are here as a nation to extol the virtues of Judeo-Christian values and spread them amongst the world. And that is the gift 
of our nation. Our gift is to defend people who want also to be free and, and to be mm-hmm. willing to achieve and dream like you just suggested, Ralph. And that is everyone has a right to dream and everyone has a right to actualize those dreams into success or failure. And that's the reality of life. And that's what we stand for. That's what our founders stood for. And they understood those Judeo-Christian values. And that's what the other side hates. Yes. Well, 100%. Listen, yeah, it all comes together. This is why, really, so the more I think about my opening statement, and I appreciate everything you guys have said, and everything's true. But the bottom line is that we call it, look, we either believe or you we all We all live. Every single one of us was born. Every single one of us lives, whether you live for a second or you live for 99 years like my mother, and we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. So everybody keeps asking these stupid questions. How much money can I make? How much, how much power can I have? How many people? It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what happens when I die. It's not if I die. When I die, what the hell is going to happen to you? That To me, so these people, these people, that's why they don't believe in God, Tom, in my opinion, is because they believe that they can just do anything they want. They don't believe in life after death. Correct. <clears throat> there is no, there is no punishment or reward no. for their behavior. And, and here, no. so by the way, I'm going to throw back another great movie reference because that's what we also do. Uh, oh, it goes back to those movies. I'm always going back to those movies. Dude. If you've never seen, you can't take it with you. Um, Jimmy Stewart, oh, 1937, great film. Um, Eddie Arnold. Uh, it's a phenomenal film. It, it, it is. If you've never seen it, put it on your list because this is what the the, the 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 mindset of this movie is simply this. You can't take it with you, so don't take life so seriously that it kills you. That doing altruism is its own reward. Doing for other people is its own reward. Making someone else happy. And, and there's that five, ten-foot rule. And the, the five, ten-foot rule is this. If someone's within five feet, smile at them. I mean, within 10 feet, smile at them. If they're within five feet, say hello to them. Make someone's day. And, and I, I just posted this on Facebook the other day. And, and, and this is kind of what it is. To the world, you may be just one person. But to one person, you can be so the, world, the world. Right? Yeah. And so... I like that. And, yep. and the whole reality is do good, be good, be nice. Simple as that. But, you know, you just quoted the Bible right there. The entire Bible, the New Testament, you just quoted <laughs> in like, what, seven or eight words. That's the whole thing. You see, that's why these people, how the hell, how the hell can these people go out and do all the crap they're doing, maiming people? Um, it, all this stuff that they do, even these politicians, that they, 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 they're piss rich, you know, and, and they, they throw <clears throat> money around. They do all this crap. They, they don't feel they can answer. They have to answer to any. They cannot believe in God because if you believe in God in any fashion, I don't care. Rick, you're a Mormon, right? Yes. I have no idea what Mormons believe. I don't get Christian a Christian is the Mormons day is long, believe. about the same. As, well, <laughs> the, the, if they believe in God, the, the, if they believe in God, right? That's all that matters. Everything else is, yep. to me, it's bullshit. So I'm going to share with you guys a story. And, and, and it'll be the last thing I really enter in here. And it's a, it's a fascinating story. So, um, in the early 2000s, um, I, I was just was in North, New Tampa, so it was, it was actually late 1990s. So I, I had a back to softball for a second. I, I had a, a really highly competitive softball team, and one of my uh, players was a pitcher um, who was a professor at USF. He was on the uh, committee 
that approves and, and, and accepts uh, uh, sabbaticals for professors, full paid sabbaticals. One of their computer science professors was a Muslim. His name was Sami Alarian. You may remember the name. Sami Alarian. Look it up if you have it. And I ask your audience to Google it because it's a fascinating story. He was arrested because he was a fundraiser with CARE and he was trying to send money to build a program um, for, for Hamas and Hezbollah. He, he was raising money for um, Islamic Jihad and those groups. <clears throat> but here's the backstory. So my professor friend called me up one night and he said, oh, there's this great program, Tom. You won't believe it. Um, this one professor came to us and he had they have to bring an application. They've got to present it. And he said, I was the only one who voted yes for it, but we're going to review it uh, for next week. And his program was Sammy, Sammy Alarian came and his idea was he was going to go spend a year in um, in the Middle East to help build a nuclear energy program for the Middle East. Now, obviously, this was cover USF. This is what the proposal was going to end up being. USF was going to send a professor on a paid sabbatical to be a computer science input into the nuclear energy program for the greater Middle East. What it really was, it was a nuclear a nuclear bomb program. It was their Manhattan Project. And right. so this is, my point is, the other side is so nefarious, it'll use us all day long to achieve their ends. And the United States, the goodwill of the United States, we do this all the time. All the goodwill that we have given into Hamas, into Gaza, all the all the human aid we've given to the West Bank, less of the West Bank, but more so Gaza, right, is is absorbed and abused by the most nefarious people to their ends. And we have to understand good intentions will never overtake bad intentions. Good behavior takes over bad behavior. That's how we win, is we beat them with good behavior. We don't we don't we don't do what Neville Chamberlain did. We don't do what Joe Biden and Barack Obama did. We don't hope people will have be good. We demand that they be good, and we make them live up to their word. Here you go, Ralph. Six billion dollars for humanitarian aid, right? But but hey, they promised us that it's going to go to humanitarian aid. Well, but, but, <laughs> Where do you think they just got? I mean, are we really that dumb? Yes, yes, we are. Yes. Okay. We're, we're not only dumb. No, no. That word humanitarian does not exist. In these not with that. Not with that sect. Yeah. No. no I mean, it's like you know, no. really, you're going to use this for human? Oh, oh, you're the same people that are beheading kids and killing Correct. them and raping. Yes. Them. Oh, but you want? But, it but those him. aren't our people. So yeah, we'll matter. use it for our people. Don't worry. Six billion of them. <clears throat> Freaking unbelievable, gentlemen. I mean, we we could talk about this crap all night. I mean, this just. Um, this is why I like one this. last thing. On, one last thing on your religion thing, and yeah. and you know, live this life because uh, uh, this country song that was made a few years back had the best line ever that my dad still loves to this day. Said he's never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch, so you can't take it when you go. You I mean, right. you can't you can't put it on the back of the hearse right. and bury it with you. It ain't going anywhere. It ain't so. Going anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's a good yeah. good song, that, really that, good song. That's that's a great that's a great analogy. Um, someday, you know, we'll share some stories. I'll I'll tell you my story of when I was on my deathbed a little over two years ago, and and God spoke to me. Yeah, it's like, hey, He didn't speak to you. God speaks to us in circumstances. The crap yep. that He puts through our life is for one goal and one goal only, and that is for us. He says one day 
all heads will bow and all knees will bend. You mm-hmm. see? And and he's 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 given us every single one of us every chance that we he'll he'll make us go through shit. Whatever we need to go through, he will do it for us to bow that our heads and and bend our knees. He doesn't care. You might say, Well, that sounds weird. He doesn't care what we go through in this world. Because this is temporary. For him, it's all he cares about is where we're going to spend eternity. This is my belief. Mm-hmm. You see? So all this crap that's going on in the world. He's, he's allowing these people to have their way. Do it now. Enjoy yourself. But before you die, and you don't know when you're going to die, that's the beauty of this thing. There's the, the finest doctor in the world cannot tell you when you will die, unless, of course, he takes your life. You know, he pulls the plug. And if, if you're going to die, you don't know when. That's a gamble. You're rolling the dice, baby. You better come to me and bow that head and, and bend that knee before you die. The question is, when am I going to die? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's to me, it's mm-hmm. the ultimate gamble. You a gambler? I'm not a gambler. <laughs> I'm not a gambler. Not I just for, Not with that, I'm not. No, no, no think about that. Because if the consequences are eternal, good mm-hmm. Lord, I can't even begin to imagine that. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, look, guys, I would love to get into a, a long conversation about this subject one day because um, I think a lot of people need to hear it. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I've learned a hell of a lot today from a historical point of view. Uh, you've just opened up my mind, but you haven't changed it. Final point. I'm going to mm-hmm. make this one final point. Israel has to finish the job. Yes. They have to, and this sounds bad and it sounds like I'm a hypocrite, but it needs to be reversed. They need to eradicate, they need to eliminate that, that sect period. Cause they'll never stop. They will never stop till every Jew is off this planet. I, I'm convinced of that. Well, you know, I'm glad you guys said that. Cause here's my thought. How can a race of people, 15 million in numbers, a country, the size uh, smaller than New Jersey, how have they survived all these years? How do they have the finest military intelligence in the world? They do. How have they yes, existed they in an area surrounded by hate and people by enemies, want them yep. by everybody? How have they survived? Very simple. They are protected by God. This is this is the way I look at it. There's, there can be no other explanation. You see what I'm saying? No so, other explanation. Have, have either one of you been to Israel? I have not. No. Okay. So no. I, I, I sojourned there, um, uh, thankfully, to on the goodwill of um, Glenn Beck paid for me to go and, and many other people to go to um, build tea parties in Tel Aviv um, for, for their, on their behalf for the government to protect Bibi Netanyahu at the time. Interesting. 2010, 2011. And we had this great Stand with Israel event and with pe- people coming from about 160 countries. Uh, amazing time. I'll tell you more about it at another show. Um, had a great okay. time with with John Voigt. Uh, got to know John Voigt through the process. <clears throat> but here's my point. It was wonderful to see the Bible come to life in, in Israel. The day we arrived, rockets came over from Gaza. And we were told by our hosts that, oh, don't, it happens all the time. Don't, don't stress. But this week, um, I saw the interview of, of a woman whose daughter was at that peace concert. And she's talking to her daughter on the phone. And her daughter goes, oh, my God there's some rockets. It looks like there's some uh, rockets flying. And the mother said, don't worry, honey, that happens all the time. That was one of the last things she ever got to say to her daughter. And it it breaks my heart because I I heard this story when I heard it, I'm thinking, 
we take so much for granted in life, right? We take yeah. so much. We don't know when every time you, we are three fathers, we should never, ever miss the opportunity to tell our children that we love them. And mm -hmm. just in case it's the last time we see them, that no matter what they do or what they've done, our love is like Christ's love, like God's love, endless mm -hmm. and, and without, without fail. Meaning that's the beauty of what we are supposed to be as fathers because he gave us his son and we need to take care of our children with that love. Forget all the financial and wisdom and all the stuff. Just pure love. Right. Just love them. Right. That, those are great words. And, and you know, um, I, I've never seen – I've been through a lot of deaths. And my, my family was huge, huge. I've been through a lot of deaths. And I've, I've been right next to the bedside when people have passed away. I'm talking about aunts, uncles, uh, nephews, nieces, murders, suicides. I've been oh. through it. And I'll tell you something. I have yet to be by somebody's bedside when, when they're dying. And, and somebody, and they talk to me about money or about cars mm -hmm. or about physical possessions. Nope. None of them. You can't take it, it with when, you. When you, right. when you get ill, when you get ill, that's the last thing you think about. Mm -hmm. All you think about is the, your loved ones and your people around you. And that's all you care about. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we could get into a heavy conversation about that, but Tom, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'm telling you, go read Mark 4, 19, 20. Mark mm -hmm. 4, 19, 20. That to me spells the whole New Testament out. Amen. That's, that to me are the most powerful words that Jesus spoke. We need to understand that. So I see all this stuff that's going on in the world. And I feel so bad for these people. But, mm -hmm. but you know what? Maybe we'll pick it up next time. The question that I still have and, and has not been answered tonight with all the history is why the Jews. I have my answer. But I wish someone... Well, they were the, the, the it's, again. It's jealousy and greed. That people. There you go. It was. It was. It was. They were the chosen people. They are still the chosen go. people, right now. It's yes, been broadened from them, but they were the chosen people. And that animus, that hate, it's that brotherly love. It, again, it goes back to the Bible. That brother against brother, right? That that mm -hmm. that brother against brother is what we what's manifest itself from the beginning of time to now. Right. Is jealousy of the chosen. Because everything, Rick, do you know, you know any Jewish people? Yeah, I do. Okay. I have a good friend from high school that played baseball with me. Aaron Shankman, give him a shout out. Yes, he's Jewish. And him and his, yep. Uh, I've met a lot of Jewish people. I've got a lot of Jewish friends. Uh, practice law. A lot of the lawyers down here in, in Miami are Jewish. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, everything they touch turns to gold. Yeah. And that's the other, it, it's all jealousy. I mean, think about why all the, the jokes and everything about Jews always has to do with success. Yeah. You know, a here's a joke. You want to know why Tom, that, that you're not hearing anything out of Hollywood about it. I don't know. Cause every director and producer out there is. That's right. Well, so That's uh, right. Well, let's, let's just tap on that for just a second. And the reality is it's because they have been abused so much that they, yes. they, 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 they have laser focus on achievement of purpose because they understand it's fleeting, so they better put their efforts in. Think about it. Let me let me remove it from the from from uh, Judaism for just a second and bring it to the Indian culture. Right, the Indians who coalesce their money together and send their child off to America to to, to university. That student 
He's the guy on Saturday night who's in the library at 11 o'clock when the bell rings to closing. Why? Because he understands he has the burden of his family on his back and that he was Mm -hmm. given the opportunity to go study abroad in in England at Oxford or or Harvard or Yale or anywhere in America. And his, his family suffered and saved and scrimped so that he could be that successful out of this caste system in India to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's that de- dedication to purpose. And it's not that Judaism or people of Jewish uh, descent are, are better or worse. It's that they have a history that teaches them, you better focus, you better put your energies into what matters and purpose. It's not, yep. not that they're smarter, dumber, taller, uglier, prettier. It's sure. simply that history has trained them. You better do it while the sun shines. Yep, I agree. Very well said, gentlemen. Well, I've had a blast tonight just listening to you guys. It's really been an education for me. I really appreciate you. We'll pick this up next time. There's This has just brought a lot, a lot of peripheral stuff out, a lot of subjects mm-hmm. that we need to talk about. Um, so we'll catch you next time. Um, hit that like and subscribe buttons and all that good stuff. Ring that bell. And, uh, and we'll catch you next time and you and the truth face to face. Cause, and basically that's what we look, we bring you the truth. We bring you face to face, what you do with it. And that was up to you. And that by the way, is what God gave us. The greatest gift that he gave any of us is free will. Free will. Yep. We get that information and we do with it as we please, at least in this country we do, you see, and that's what they're trying to take away from us. Don't let them do it. We'll catch you next time. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Take care. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.